This is Beyond the Bin. I'm Abby Marsh. And I'm Shabazz Sufi. And this is the podcast for real conversations about the future of the waste industry and what we can do together to protect the environment and strengthen our local communities. everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Beyond the Bin. Today we've got a special two-part conversation with our partners at Goodwill Northern New England. I'll be talking with Trendy Stanchfield, Senior VP of Advancement at Goodwill Northern New England, to kick things off, and then I'll pass the mic over to Paul Ligon, Senior VP of Sustainable Growth at Casella, who will go a little deeper with Rich Kantz, the CEO of Goodwill Northern New England. Thanks for joining us, Trendy. Glad to be here. Thanks for the invite, Abby. So um, I guess, can we just start off by, do you want to give our listeners just a little brief overview of your time at Goodwill, maybe how you started, how you got to where you are today, and then if you would like to just go into an overview of what Goodwill does, just in case anyone isn't aware. Absolutely, sure. Um, So uh, my husband and I and my two kids moved to Maine about 10 years ago. Um, from Minneapolis, Minnesota, where I was born and raised. Mm-hmm. And I started with Goodwill as as sort of an interest. It was a, it was a job in fundraising and um, it was very interesting, the, the background. I knew nothing about them as a, as a service provider or as a company. Um, and I have learned a ton. And as you can imagine, um, and as some of your listeners might know, there's so much more uh, than the store. So it, it's mm-hmm. been really a great 10 years I'm learning every day and we're, you know, constantly finding innovative ways to provide services and, and uh, make a shopping experience pleasant and everything else. So it's been a, it's been a great gig. Awesome. Yeah. It's so funny you say that because it's like the same thing with like the, tr- the waste industry. People, I think sometimes don't always understand that it's so much more than just trash. So it's kind of like very similar. Absolutely. And that's, you know, m- lots of nonprofits can tell you like in a sentence, basically what they do for their community, mm-hmm. but ours is just, isn't that easy. Um, you know, cause our mission really is about helping people thrive and find stability. And that literally means something different for every person. So for some folks that come to us, um, thriving might mean a new career. And mm-hmm. we can certainly help them with that. Uh, for another person, it might, you know, with a lifelong disability, it might mean that uh, they need to learn some life skills and work towards independence of, of living alone or with some mild supports. And we can certainly help with that. Mm-hmm. And for others, it might mean really intensive therapies after a stroke or a brain injury. And so really, we pride ourselves on no matter what barriers someone faces, goodwill can really help them. Um, mm-hmm. And most of it is, you know, our services in conjunction with local community collaborations. Yeah. 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 And I think that's one of the the reasons why this partnership has been so fantastic over the years is because the values of both companies, I think, are, are uh, very similar. I mean, the roots of these companies started with sustainability, not just yeah. um, environmental sustainability, but also economic and social. And I think that's made this partnership so fantastic. Yeah, we really found some magic between Casella and Goodwill, mm-hmm. Goodwill, right? I mean, you all have helped us so much with figuring out how to handle every donation that comes through our our stream. And, and most of it is sold within our retail stores, but the, what do we do with the other things that don't? And so you all have been widely helpful. Um, and I know and vice versa, you know, our, our guidance around some workforce issues um, mm-hmm. with you to be able to hire folks and, and um, you know, support support Casella employees that, that need it. So it's really been sort of a, a perfect pairing, if you will, uh, over yeah. the year for a long time now. A long oh, time. gosh, yeah. Thanks so much, Trendy. Now I'm going to hand it over to Paul Ligon. 
All right. Hey, thanks, Abby. Uh, great to be back on Beyond the Bend with my friends, uh, Rich and Trendy. We're going to be talking about a long, great partnership that we have with Goodwill, sort of its history, its origins, and kind of where it's come, what we've learned together, and where it's going. You know, I think I think the coolest thing about this partnership is that it kind of it aligns around some really authentic sustainability proof points. And I remember when I first got involved with Goodwill, one of the things that really blew my mind about it was, A, it had a similar mission around bringing material to best and highest use through its stores. And B, it also had a, a really big social mission. And, you know, it'd be great to, to give us like, just a sense of, of the history of Goodwill. Tell our listeners a bit about that because it's really, really fascinating. And I think, I think it's as timely today as it was when it was founded over 100 years ago. Thanks, Paul. I'll be happy to do that. And thanks for the opportunity to be here. You know, whenever we have a chance to not only talk about the, the collaboration, but also the impact that we can have collectively on our community, we, we invite it and we appreciate it. So thanks, thanks for the, the kind invitation. You know, listening to you talk, Paul, you know, the founding of Goodwill, 1902, you kind of set your mind to the period of time in Boston. Our founder, Edgar Helms, really kind of saw an opportunity to, one, bring new Americans work opportunities in a way that hadn't been done in the past. So very literally, he was leading a church in the south end of Boston and said, you know, I have members of our community who need work. We also have an opportunity to look at some of the wealthier parts of our communities as a way to source and a way to provide work through the repurposing of goods. So, so goods that are no longer have value to you, you the donor, you the member of a community, we can repurpose and we can recycle, if you will, a donated good in a way that creates jobs, avoids that good going to a landfill and really lends a person a hand up and not so much a handout. So that's the essence. That was 1902. One of the things that, I, again, I found so intriguing and interesting, and that I've continued to find intriguing and interesting about our partnership, is we come at kind of this reclamation concept or this reclamation approach from very different places. You know, you guys come at it from the standpoint of discarded products. We come at it from the standpoint of sort of discarded material mm -hmm. and packaging and stuff like that, that we run through our systems to turn it back into a commodity. Goodwill, again, does that with products. And, and when we first came together and started, you know, I think that was our connection. Mm -hmm. And I remember, again, nine or 10 years ago, that was how we first connected, right, mm -hmm. was how do we kind of look at the stores and, and the Goodwills in a more unified way that will kind of drive out waste? Mm -hmm. That was the kind of the origin story, right? It is. And, you know, I think about, Paul, a bit of as a value stream. So at the point we put our hand down, as you say product, and we do too, you know, we examine ways that we can leverage that gift because we do see it as a gift to our organization as a, as a 501c3. We see it as a gift to say, the intention of this is to create opportunity. The intention of this is to also divert it from a landfill. The intention of this is to create a better community in lots of different ways. And, you know, the terrific thing about our partnership is that we've learned together. We've learned from experts like you all by really understanding what can we 
recycle? How can we best avoid this particular item and how do we avoid it from entering a landfill in the first place? And, you know, I think all along the way is not only the process, but the people involved in doing that. Because, you know, we can look at a particular product in a very sort of clinical, clean way. But along the way, we've all both learned together how important our people, our teammates are in making sure that we are doing the best things for that gift and for that product. Now, the beautiful thing also along the way is that we're creating jobs. We're creating opportunities for independence for individuals who come to us for work opportunities. So it, it, that's the magic. That's the really great thing. And I think what I value so much about the partnership is, is learning from you all. And I think sharing how we look at workforce development and supporting individuals on their journey towards stability with you all as well. So I, I think that exchange is really unique and uh, something we all appreciate so much. Yeah, you know, you touched on something really interesting there, Rich, where, you know, of course, we like you have a central goal of Casella is to bring, you know, a diverse, excited, talented group of people and employees and give them a great career path. And I think one of the things that we found intriguing and, and really amazing about our goodwill partnership very early on is the whole program around what was called at that time job connections. I'd love for you to, to give the listeners some perspective around the origin stories on job connections and, and what that's turned into sure. between the two organizations. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks, Paul. The concept of job connection really started in the decades of workforce development goodwill has been committed to, has been part of its its DNA, again, since 1902, when we were creating jobs from a, from a donated good. And what we realized through the years as societies evolved, we've evolved, models have evolved, is that to really be successful and sustainable in employment space, we needed to look at more than job training. We need to look at more than just the job. We needed to look at a whole person's life and understand the impact that all the other parts, right, if we all put ourselves in this place, all the other things that exist in a person's life and how those influence success and employment. So we began that conversation. We began to look at it internally. We partnered with the Uni University of Vermont Center for Rural Studies to, to help us as a research partner to think out loud and provide really a, a lot of effort in terms of researching models. And we, we came back together to say, there are lots of things to learn but there's also a lot of things we can design and we can design together and then scale and share with other providers. So let's think about this. And early on, we, we came to Casella with a concept knowing that one, how you value your culture and how you understand the importance of employees and, and their lives is consistent with what we, what we were thinking about for our own model. So we rolled it out with, with investments from Casella and others, and we rolled it out across our three-state territory. And when we brought it to Vermont, it was really clear that we, we didn't want to create something that was going to duplicate, duplicate or replicate. We wanted to create something that filled a space with other providers who are here on the ground doing great work, but understood that the synergy with Casella and other partners really amplified it quickly. So we now have, you know, we, we call them life navigation yeah. services that are embedded both within Casella, Goodwill, other, other now other employers in the region and that there's a lot of opportunity in that way. You know, Rich, when we first started talking about this, one of the things that we found so compelling about this approach 
was sort of bringing together, you know, businesses like ours, working with other organizations that are committed to, to helping people attain stability and leveraging goodwill dollars, private dollars, federal and state dollars to produce a better outcome at the end of the day and really fill a need that is very closely measured and monitored across, I think, 15 different areas of one's life that one can look at to assess stability. And, and, and it really felt like connective tissue. We found that to be really exciting. And, and we are continuing to find that exciting, not only in our community as an answer for addressing a whole litany of different needs that folks in the community have and that, that we want to try and support and help those folks in the community, but also as a way of welcoming in new team members. So I, I agree with you. It's been a, a very exciting partnership. You know, the, the partnerships are everything because, you know, as you mentioned, Paul, if we're going to look at 15 parts of a person's life, access to housing, access to transportation, access to food, we as a provider will not address all of those needs. So it's all about partnerships and it's all about both for-profit and not-for-profit partnerships. And because we cannot do it all, we don't want to do it all. We know that there are a lot of other organizations on the ground doing it very well already. So to, to use your excellent term, I'm going to read a connective tissue. I'm going to reuse that term in that we play a role in connecting those who come to us with others in a way that is warm, that is not in a way that here's a business card, give them a call. We want to facilitate a new relationship and a new avenue towards a resource that maybe have, have never been in a person's life. A lot of the folks we support don't need another case manager. They have, they may have a lot and it gets very complicated. So we try to make it simple, clean, value added in a way that's sustainable. And, you know, I'm sure that Casella experiences that every day as well as you're hiring people who come to you for, for a good job. And, you know, it's our job to kind of demystify a system that can sometimes be really confusing particularly if you're dealing with other challenges. So, so that's the ongoing work. It's how you build social capital. It's how you build a social structure and a network that supports you and connected to a community. So we all have responsibility for that as employers. And certainly in our space is we're a workforce opportunity, a development opportunity provider. And, and, and so it, it is about partnerships. It is about not going it alone ever. Good stuff. Yeah, really good stuff. I think it's worth just kind of reflecting a little bit on, on on how our respective organizations think about sustainability. We see ourselves as sort of enablers of sustainability. And, and what that boils down to within Casella is first bringing talented people of diverse backgrounds and experiences together to solve resource sustainability problems. Secondly, providing an essential service that is about protecting and advancing sustainability and public health. And third, how we engage more deeply in the lives of our communities by creating and sharing value that leads to healthier, more prosperous, livable places. How do you guys think about sustainability at Goodwill? 
Great question, Paul, and thanks for that background. And, and honestly, we look to you as leaders in this space as we develop our journey in, in, around this concept of sustainability. You know, the way we think about it, and I say the collective we, we've tried to do a fair amount of work, and we've done a fair amount of work to engage employees in this conversation, all employees, 1,800 individuals to understand what sustainability is. And our journey started with really focused on the environmental leg in really understanding our role as employees, as, as teammates, as an organization, a little hyper-focused early on the environmental role, but through the years has developed for us to understand, you know, the, the, the people component, which is a little interesting because we are designed to serve people. But to really understand that the sustainability lens is not only environmental, it's also people. We talk a lot about that and what are we doing, not only for our internal employees, but obviously those we serve in a way that can be sustained through years. We talked about that a little bit earlier on this call. But lastly, we do have a financial health lens. So when we talk about, you know, in the traditional triple bottom line sense, we are a not-for-profit, but at the same time, we have to be able to pay our bills and we have to make sure that we have the right systems in place and that we fund them, including our employees, in a way that is fair, equitable, and creating a system that is something that's enjoyed by our employees. It's an important investment. So, so simply on the ground, we, we try to talk about it this way. As we're making decisions, every employee in every role, as I'm making decisions, is this decision that I'm making here and now good for our employees? Is it good for the environment? And is it good for our financial health? And we try to embed that in our employees. So as we're working throughout our days, we make a whole bunch of decisions that that's front of mind. Is it perfect? No, but it provides a lens in which we can all operate to think about how we impact our planet, the people we live with, our communities, as well as our ability to fund our work for decades and decades to come. I'm going to throw a little jargon at you, because you know I always will. There's all this talk about circular economy out there, and, and one of the things that, that I've found fascinating about our relationship as it's evolved and developed I see the relationship sort of evolving even more in this direction. You, you talked a little bit before about alliances and the power of alliances. And, and I think we see some of that through our relationship with goodwill for all the reasons we've discussed, not only your social expert, expertise, but also you know reclamation expertise and that bigger kind of value chain that we get. There's some examples I can think of of this where, you know, we've done green college move outs that we've we've done with some of our larger college customers we've been able to bring in goodwill and really harvest some really great reusable products that might have otherwise ended up in the waste stream and we've done that a bunch with great success where it's a win 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 all around everyone feels good about it at the end of the day those products are getting sold through goodwill and it's supporting and it's helping someone get back on their feet and to stability. And so talk about circular economy, right? Yeah. You know, as I think toward the future, to see those kinds of concrete on the ground examples that are very real mm -hmm. and that touch on every aspect of the three legs of sustainability, people, planet, and profit, just blows my mind. What do you guys think about that as you... As you look toward the future, right? In terms of these alliances and circular economies and how does all this come together in your mind? 
Great point, Paul. You know, I think the opportunities are endless and, and many untapped. I think the opportunities for us to both listen to our communities to understand what the needs are and what the possibilities are is, is critical. I also think that part of the challenge within that is for the communities to understand what we do and to understand what the possibilities are because we know what we know. But I think of opportunities, some of them that have come across our plates very intentionally and some of them a little more accidentally. Most recently, especially thinking about how we can work together in new ways. So I think it's about listening. I think it's, it's about understanding what communities need. But sometimes it takes our ability to be thoughtful and be intentional to listen to those opportunities and then design them. And sometimes when the, when the day is noisy and, the, and there's all the other pressures of running organizations that are, that are large and multifaceted, we can miss those opportunities to move on them quickly. So I think there are lots of opportunities. The whole concept that we've talked about in terms of reclamation and, and understanding the process of the people side of that, as well as the, the items, the, the stuff side of it, the opportunities are endless. And I think it's up to us to continue to identify them and work together. Yeah, and me too, Rich. And, and, it, and it even gets down into like very kind of brass tacks kinds of, we've talked about this concept of the, the reclamation facility of the future that's part kind of going out and harvesting the things that we can put into Goodwill stores to get people back on their feet and part going after products that are discarded that we can get back into higher, better use commodity chains, you know, that we combine those two on a single footprint. And then we bring in people who are looking for meaningful career paths. And, you know, the other thing where there's a lot of opportunity, which, Rich, we've been talking about together for a long time, and you've helped us with this, as well as with, you know, other board members and, and leadership team members within Goodwill, is how can we take what we've learned together to other goodwills. Oh, listeners out there might not realize that there's what 150 different goodwills out there. That's correct. Right, Rich. That's right. Is that the right number? And they're all affiliated through an organization called Goodwill International, but each is independent and has its own mission and approach and and so forth. But you know what we've been kind of thinking about within Goodwill is what are the parts and pieces that that are kind of at the back door that can be shared and collaborated and scaled. How do we scale some of the successes that we've had together within other Goodwills? And, and you've given us introductions to other Goodwills in our operating footprint. Yeah. And that's been really cool. And I see that as a big area of low-hanging fruit. We should replicate, you know, some of the things that, we, that we've been able to accomplish together. We really appreciate you kind of helping us have those conversations yeah so that's that's been exciting yeah, well exciting for us to always share the story and to understand that what success looks like and how we can share success and benefit communities that are that are perhaps new to us and understanding those communities and, and although there may be unique features of a, of a particular community or a particular demographic the concept of stability and understanding how to create jobs through partnerships is across the land. There's no reason that we can't understand the subtle differences, but also understand the larger points of commonality and ultimately strengths that exist by doing that. So it's really exciting. And it's always fun, humbly, to share the successes. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, I really think, you know, this whole notion of alliances 
that we've been talking about. It's how we're going to achieve, all of us are going to achieve true sustainability and true circular economies. You don't do it in your own little organizational vacuum is what I've learned through the partnership with Goodwill, that we are, at the end of the day, better together. And we so appreciate it and are looking forward to a great future ahead. Us too, So thank you for that. Thank you so much. Thanks for everything you've done with us. And we look forward to certainly the days ahead and certainly being invited to be part of this conversation today means so much. So thank you. 